It's Thursday, May 13th, 2010. The climate bill finally hits the Senate. The most important and unique thing this bill does is to put a price on carbon. Britain eyes offshore energy development as well. Offshore drilling? No, wind. Good. Plus, the BP blame game round robin while the oil apocalypse continues. All of that and more, as if it's not enough, straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Earlier this week, I told you about the failure of the four-story dome they lowered to cap the leak. Well, today... Engineers made a second attempt using a much smaller device called the Top Hat. Now that one doesn't work. Next, they will go to the race car, the iron, and the tiny dog. You see, it's a Monopoly pieces joke. Yeah, I get it. All right. This is your Green News Report. Desi Doyen, it was announced today that the cost of the cleanup to BP so far for the oil gusher in the Gulf is $450 million. Sounds like a lot till you consider that BP, as one of the five largest companies in the world, averages $93 million a day in profits. So the cost of the cleanup so far to BP, oh, about five days profit. Gosh, it's almost a bargain. It pays off, doesn't it? You remember that the Exxon Valdez spill, they were fined some $5 billion for that oil spill. George Bush's Supreme Court ended up lowering that to less than a billion. So yeah, being sloppy, violating safety regulations seems to pay off for these companies, unfortunately. Now on to the news. Britain is expanding its own offshore energy development. The British government announced plans this week to expand its successful offshore wind farms, which within the next 10 years will power an additional 1.4 million homes. So they're adding wind farms offshore. My gosh, I hope that doesn't cause a deadly offshore wind spill. (laughs) Indeed. After months of delays, Massachusetts Senator John Kerry and Connecticut Senator Joe Lieberman have finally introduced their comprehensive climate and clean energy bill called the American Power Act. Sons that sissy Senator Graham who pulled out at the last minute. That's right. Because he's a sissy. Here's John Kerry introducing the bill. We're weighed down by a broken energy policy built on a dangerous addiction to foreign oil. We're threatened by the impacts of a changing climate. And right now, as one of the worst oil spills in our nation's history washes onto our shores... No one can doubt how urgently we need a new energy policy in this country. Now is the time to take action. Some general highlights. The bill matches the targets in the Waxman-Markey House bill. That's a 17% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions by the year 2020. The bill in its current form focuses on reducing carbon pollution only from the biggest emitters, like coal-fired power plants, refineries, and factories, and has plenty of support for nuclear energy and coal. Now, although it doesn't call it cap-and-trade, it appears something to that effect will start in 2025. It also invests billions in green transportation initiatives and clean energy funding, but it does restrict the EPA's power to regulate pollution under the Clean Air Act. Lots to talk about here. I suspect we'll have to talk about this in the coming weeks. But now, with Graham having pulled out, the only Republican who had been working on this bill, is there any chance of the Senate passing this legislation in time to reconcile it with the House version, which has already passed before the upcoming elections, when it's believed that Democrats may have smaller majorities in both houses this November? It's unknown if they'll be able to attract enough Republicans to support it. But frankly, if they don't do it now, it's likely they never will. Dave Roberts at Grist says that if it doesn't pass by November, it's likely that this bill may not come up again for another 10 years.
And now on to the latest in the BP oil spill disaster. At least 4 million gallons of oil have now spilled in the Gulf. Federal officials forecast the oil will hit the coast by this weekend. Criminal charges may be filed against one or more of the companies involved. BP is positioning a second, smaller containment dome that they're calling the Top Hat. The Top Hat. Yes. How how friendly. On the seafloor. They hope it won't have the same problems as that larger containment dome that failed, but we won't know if it's working until later today or tomorrow. At the current rate of the gusher, the BP oil spill will surpass Exxon Valdez by Father's Day. Go BP! Executives for the three companies involved in the spill have been testifying on Capitol Hill all week, playing quite a good game of blame game round robin, each blaming the other for the disaster. Here's BP America CEO Lamar McKay blaming Transocean, the owner of the rig. Transocean, as owner and operator of the Deepwater Horizon drilling rig, had responsibility for the safety of drilling operations. Transocean blamed Halliburton. There was a sudden catastrophic failure of the cement, the casing, or both. And, of course, Halliburton blamed both BP and Transocean. Had the BOP functioned as expected, this catastrophe may well not have occurred. The Wall Street Journal reports that before the explosion, BP managers had decided to move forward with work on the rig despite tests indicating combustible gas had seeped into the well. They were trying to speed up the project. At a House hearing on Wednesday, Representative Henry Waxman revealed internal documents from BP that shows there were several problems on the rig. The blowout preventer, that fail-safe device owned by Transocean that failed, had hydraulic leaks and undocumented installation modifications. On the rig itself, the so-called dead man switch didn't work because the switch's batteries were dead. Everyone's to blame, and you know who's ultimately to blame? The federal government, whose responsibility it is to oversee the use of our own resources in our Gulf of Mexico. Read about that and much more at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. We will continue following this story and, of course, the success or failure of the top hat in the days ahead. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. Putting on my top hat, tying up my white tie, brushing off my tail, 